From VT Digger, I'm Mike Dougherty. This is The Deeper Dig. This week, are Vermont's pandemic transplants here to stay? As COVID-19 infections spiked in major cities last year, a wave of people moved to Vermont seeking safety and community. But even late last year, it was unclear whether those people were making permanent moves and whether the trend might reverse after the pandemic subsided. It's still too soon to know for sure, but lots of people who've made the move say they're not going anywhere, even though settling down in Vermont is far from easy. I spent most of my 20s living abroad and traveling, me in a backpack. So the thought of picking up and going to a new place for me is exciting. This question has been on the mind of at least one transplant, Keith Marks. Keith and his family moved to Putney from Jacksonville, Florida, just before the pandemic, so Keith could take over as the director of Next Stage Arts. I just kind of felt like this was a much uh, increased and improved way to live for my family. And it offered me the opportunity to run an incredible arts organization and start over in a beautiful place. And a sense of community here that we felt during the interview was really strong. What do you mean by sense of community? Like, how did that come out? People have reached out to us. People have been very open-minded. People have been very curious. I, I feel like Vermont has... It's a really good mix of conservative and liberal values hmm. uh, where people appreciate their independence and their their privacy, but they also recognize the need of community. And I think that that's one of the things that was really incredible to see in Vermont during the pandemic was there was a sense of community, what community health really means is that we're all connected, we're all living in community and we need to take care of one another. That's very apparent even before the pandemic hit and the pandemic kind of just in a, in a, in a very catalyzed sort of way showed its true colors. You know, if you read the news, you look at Florida and, and you have a, you get a sense that that's not exactly where Florida's values and culture is. So Vermont has a stronger sense of community around when times get tough, when you need something, all these examples around positive community and the culture that that breeds is, is a really beautiful one. Keith said despite the welcoming vibe, his family's first few months in Vermont had their challenges. The pandemic shut everything down. So the next few months were cold and, and, and snow on the ground, and it felt a little lonely. We didn't have a network here, you know, that we were connected to. So the first few weeks into the pandemic were really, really tough. I remember my son crying that he wanted to go back to Florida. Thankfully, that was only that one night. Every The rest of the 16 months have been, Vermont's amazing. I love it here. He has friends. But that was that was a hard night for, for us as a family to, to wrestle with, that I've made this decision to move us 1,200 miles from what we've known. And... Will I have a job in, you know, six months? Will will my wife be able to find work here? Will the kids continue to be able to thrive here? Those were those were really difficult uh, a time frame. When Next Stage was forced to go virtual with its events, and when Keith realized there was a whole wave of newcomers arriving in the state, he set up a program called Meet Your New Neighbor to help people connect. The format that has evolved organically is that we invite two families on and to be highlighted for about 20, 25 minutes. We ask them to bring a couple photos so that, you know, there's a point of departure that we can look at different photos. 
and we give one family that time and then we flip it to the other family. And then we use the feature of breakout rooms in order to allow the audience to become more interactive. So the breakout rooms are where community members can say, oh, you're looking for a good uh, place to buy your milk. Well, this farm has really great milk. It's the, an opportunity for people to interact. So I didn't want them to feel like they're like on stage, more, more of a conversation. Keith has now spent months connecting dozens of families with locals and with each other. On the question of whether people are sticking around, he's optimistic. The COVID shift, the population shift during COVID, I think it's like, obviously I don't want a global pandemic to occur and any loss of life is a sad one, but the collateral that is happening is that we have new families, new energy, people moving here from New York, Boston, DC, Philly, and they're really excited to, to roll up their sleeves and get engaged here. And, and for that, I feel like we really, as a community, should welcome this new energy and these new families people who are going to take the mantle and, and make this place even more amazing for the next few decades. It's been hard to quantify exactly how many families we're talking about here. But tax data analyzed by the state showed a 38% jump in home sales to out-of-state buyers in 2020. Those sales skewed towards more expensive properties. The overall real estate value jumped 79%. And the trend was concentrated in ski areas like Stowe, Ludlow, and the Mad River Valley. That's led to a squeeze on the housing market that doesn't seem to be easing up. One couple I talked to said they were only able to land a place because it was such an unusual property. They called me from inside their geodesic dome. How'd you find a geodesic dome? I spent weeks just anxiety, doom scrolling, <laughs> Zillow, and looking at every listing. And it was super intimidating. Houses were just flying off. And I was thinking like, this must be a mistake. They took the listing down to fix something with the listing. But no, things were really flying off Zillow in less than a day. And then this dome got posted. And I sent it to Jess and sent the link. And she replied, you must buy it. So I went ahead and went up there the next weekend. We saw the house once and I put an offer on it. I wasn't looking for domes. I wasn't particularly aware of, you know, domes as an option for living. But ultimately, I think this place being weird and kind of hard to finance is why I got it in such a red hot market. Hmm. This is Alex Lockie. He and his partner, Jessica Frisco, moved to Dummerston from New York City in January. I uh, had a big kind of about face during the pandemic. Basically, the value proposition of New York wasn't there for me anymore. I didn't have to live in Manhattan. I didn't have to go to my office in Midtown every day. So I didn't have to pay that rent. And also, uh, nothing was open. You know, uh, the city that never sleeps was dead asleep. I wasn't getting what I thought I wanted out of it. I think the pandemic was a catalyst. I think I always intended to leave the city to do something like this, to buy a house, to settle down elsewhere. It probably would have been a couple more years of living in the city. But like Alex said, the pandemic just made the city not fun anymore. You know, it was there was not much to do. I was in my apartment all day, every day, just feeling really claustrophobic and I was spending a lot of time with my parents in Connecticut, and it just felt like that was the right time to make a move. 
Alex got here first. He was crashing in an office conference room in Brattleboro to save money while Jess got ready to move. Alex is from Georgia. He said he was not totally prepared for the weather. So I had been around town for a month or two, but that was a pandemic winter. Uh, I'm walking around in sneakers and two feet of snow, wondering why my feet have been cold for three weeks. <laughs> Getting used to the weather was something for me. And we didn't have anything set up up here. We don't have good internet. We didn't have any sort of landline. There's no cell phone service at the house at all. We didn't have a wood-burning stove. We were going off of you know the, the propane that was in the tank when we got here. The driveway wasn't plowed at all. There was probably two feet of snow in the driveway. I have a Honda Accord that like can't really get through the snow very well. So we were definitely, you know, in over our heads the first the first couple of nights. And then a huge snowstorm hit and uh, we lost power. And so we couldn't call anyone. We didn't know any plowmen. We didn't know anyone in town whatsoever. We couldn't even get onto the Facebook group or, you know, onto Yelp to find anyone. And so we ended up staying in a hotel like the second night that we lived here just because everything seemed to go wrong and it was really hard to get connected. So then over the next week, we just really buckled down. We got a landline in here. We got HughesNet hooked up right away. We bought a big expensive generator and got that hooked up. And so, you know, we really took took steps to be prepared for the next big storm. But it, it definitely kicked our butts the first couple of days that we were here. When we come back, how Alex and Jess and a few other families decided they were sticking it out. Just a quick message from our underwriters. Community Health is Vermont's largest federally qualified health center. Affordable, accessible, quality primary health care at Community Health includes dental, pediatric, behavioral health, and pharmacy services. With practices in Rutland, Paulette, Shoreham, Brandon, and Castleton, new patients are always welcome. And centers are open seven days a week at Express Care in Rutland and Castleton. Community Health accepts Medicaid and offers sliding scale fees, making health care accessible to everyone. Community health. Your health is our mission. It was tough getting um, tradespeople in here. Like we needed an electrician. We needed a plumber. We needed to get hooked up with, you know, internet and a landline and a plow guy and all that stuff. And it's not like in the city where you can just look on Yelp and there's a million people and you call one up and they're responsive. Here it's like word of mouth, like who's friends with who, who knows someone. A lot of people, um, a lot of the tradespeople are really overwhelmed with business now and are only taking like requests from friends and family. So you like have to know someone and, and throw in a name for them to even show up to your house. So it really was about like getting to know our neighbors and actually becoming friends with them so that they could recommend, you know, their, their tradespeople to come plow our driveway, things like that. It made us realize really quickly how community focus it is here and how um, it is a small town and like everyone kind of knows each other. And that was so different from like living in Brooklyn where, you know, I have a hundred neighbors and I don't know any of them. <laughs> Meeting neighbors helped. The community Facebook page helped too. Now Jess and Alex find that people come around just to see how the New Yorkers are doing. Their answer, we're good. I don't like to go back to New York anymore. I don't want to leave this house. It's something about it. I have a really hard time thinking about going anywhere else. 
and I think there are a lot of people who once New York City started opening back up, they were like, oh man, this is the city that I like miss and you know loved before the pandemic. And people are moving back, rents are going back up. So I do think there are some people who moved up here you know, kind of in a panic just to escape the pandemic or like, actually, you know, this was nice for now, but I kind of want to go back. But I think for people like us who eventually wanted to move somewhere else and to start a family and to settle down, like this is such a spectacular state and community and and whatever that I think we definitely will stay for the long term. There's a lot of people who are like us who, you know, just picked Vermont just on its own merits, not because they were trying to get out of somewhere else. I talked to another couple from New York City who said the same. They had zero plans to go back. I love it up here, so delighted to be here. For example, I went running today, and I, I ran so far, I couldn't, I couldn't come back <laughs> up. So I had to call Abby to come get me. <laughs> I just gave up. My legs gave in. <laughs> but so the views are gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, some mornings when I run, it just feels like I'm in a tropical place because the mist is like on top of the mountains. It feels great. I love my morning runs in Richmond. This is Colm and Ami Curran. The couple had always talked about leaving the city, but COVID seemed to force their hand. I think it hastened up our decision. I think yeah. we always knew we were going to leave New York. We um, had a time frame. Where yeah. We were like, one more year and then we're out. But we didn't see the point of staying any longer. Yeah, I think we just had it. We grew, I, I think at the table the kitchen table and we were just like why don't we just go we got our rent to go month by month because we'd already started talking about it and then we were just like well let's just go yeah so we came here last summer for two two and a half months during covid when it was really really bad in the city and it was such a breath of fresh air being in vermont where we could just walk out and be amongst the woods in the mountains biking and just being free where there aren't a lot of people around you where you don't have to worry about constant wearing a mask the whole time. When we were here last summer and we went back, we're just like, yeah, we really have to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Ami is from the area. She grew up in Williston. So she knew about the winter, the small towns, the racially homogenous population. The families here, the people here are very nice, but I'm always looking for the next Black person around, <laughs> if that makes any sense. What she didn't anticipate was the added pressure of the pandemic housing market. Just, I, I am educated, I have a job, my husband has a job, and so coming back to Vermont should have been a very easy transition, but it's just been really difficult to settle. What's been difficult about it? Finding a place to call home a place of our own. Ami and Colm moved up in February, and they're already in their third location. They started out staying with friends, then found a one-month rental in Morrisville, then a six-month stay in Richmond. Right now, we have no set rental after this one, or no set place to go after this one. So we're just keeping our eyes on the market. What do you think is causing that difficulty? Why is it such a challenge to find a place? Um, well, I mean, for to buy, certainly just as everybody knows, the housing market's kind of got a little bit crazy. So prices have fluctuated so high, the demand is so high. So even if you're putting a bid in, you're not definitely going to get the house. You're kind of advised you got a bid way over. It already seems that things have come onto the market way over their value. So it seems like a difficult time to buy, one that we'd 
maybe rather having engaged it somewhat, maybe would rather step back from a little bit and just kind of say, mm-hmm. let's see if this calms down a little. Um, we don't want to have any regret that we maybe rushed into buying a home and overspent and then we're living with a challenging mortgage or anything like that. So it's just difficult at the moment for buying. In terms of renting, it looks like there's just obviously not a lot of options. Obviously, knowing that we're in a smaller populated area, we've definitely limited our options in terms of availability of rental and and to purchase a home. We keep our eyes on the rental market. Like yeah. every day, I'm looking through Craigslist. Colm and Ami have a daughter in the school system, and they've already got neighbors helping them keep an eye out for properties. People are always texting us and telling us that new house is up and that we should check it out. And so they are always so supportive and willing to help. Even just because we're in a little street here with the, the neighbors directly around us, we've met them and they've been so friendly and talked to us. And everyone, again, because we keep telling people, yeah, we'd love to stay here, but we're only in a six month. Everyone's texting us being like, oh, there's a home here or there's something yeah. on Front Porch Forum. You want to check this? Yeah. And it's great. We absolutely appreciate it so much. And it's it's fantastic. So, um, yeah, it really makes us feel included for a place that we've only been for one month. Mm-hmm. Still, they only have a few more months to figure out their next steps. And they know they're not alone in looking. So we're just hoping that within mm-hmm. that time, the right thing will come up and we'll be able to get it. And that, that's the other thing. Even if it comes up, we know that we're going to try to get it. But probably set, like many other people are going to be in the same boat. So you're not guaranteed anything, which is difficult. Yeah. One family I talked to back in southern Vermont made it happen. They were just getting ready to close on a house in Marlboro. The same week Vermont dropped its COVID restrictions. And it's funny because... <laughs> Before this all happened, my wife mentioned to me, she said, we should move to, like, we should just do a year in Vermont. Maybe we don't stay there, but maybe we just take a year in Vermont. And I was like, absolutely not. I am not ready for that. There's no way. I need way more social connection than, you know, that I think I'll get there. I'm, I'm such an extrovert. Like, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not ready to go live in the woods. This is Andrew Frost. He works remotely for a tech company. His wife is a filmmaker. And while COVID didn't change their work situations all that much, it did get Andrew to reconsider spending some time outside the city. They moved from Los Angeles to Guilford last year. We came to visit family uh, last July. We were going to stay for four to six weeks just to get out of L.A. uh, so that we could have a little bit of sanity. Um, And after about three weeks of, of being out here, we just looked at each other and said, why would we go back? It's really wonderful here. We have nature, we have space, and we have internet. I wasn't able to get more time off, but my wife got on a plane and flew back to Los Angeles and packed up our entire apartment into two storage units and drove our car back across the country. And we didn't know if we were going to stay in Vermont or if we were going to go back to LA or do something else. We just knew we needed a year here. And after spending about six months here, uh, decided we were going to stay, started looking for houses. Wow. So tell me more about, you know, when you say, why would we go back? You know, like, what are what are the factors that you're considering there? Like, what are the the major reasons that you felt like we don't need to go back to what we were doing before? There were, I think there were a few drivers to that. So one, I think that COVID and like all being together and at home definitely made us look at what is what is our everyday life? What is, you know, what is it, what does it look like when I wake up in the morning? Um, you know, what am I doing when I'm having my lunch? What is it after work? And gave us a real appreciation for how important our environment actually was. 
And for us, the environment in in southern Vermont is really wonderful, and we we both felt just very much at peace, um, and found some some joy and. I don't know. It was, we, we just found something, something really wonderful about, about being here, having space around us, being able to go walk in the woods. <laughs> it was funny when we moved to LA, we moved from North Carolina and my daughter or our daughter, she, you know, she said, as soon as we moved out to LA, she's like, LA is really not for me. She kind of got into it. She spent three years doing it. But when we got out here, she was like, I love this. This is great. And watching her, you know, sort of slowly get more comfortable spending time outside, you know, you know, to where she was just wandering around by herself for hours in the woods, you know, playing, playing these games in her, in her mind and, um, you know, existing in this world was just a a childhood that she wasn't able to have there. Um, And so it was definitely also about giving her, you know, giving something to her. Andrew said he's confident that there's a solid contingent of families like his that are done with city living and here to stay. And he thinks that has big implications for Vermont's future. I'm really excited about the potential that these kinds of demographic shifts have for communities like Vermont. I do also think it puts a certain amount of responsibility on the folks who are moving in as well as the folks who are are living here to, you know, understand what that's going to mean, how to think about what our responsibilities are to this community and to, you know, to the to the culture of this of this area. You know, I think there's there's COVID refugees that are that are moving here. I also think we have climate refugees that are going to start moving to Vermont. Um, and I think that it's a, a good time for for all of us, the folks who are new and the folks who are here, to start paying more attention to you know what this could look like in the future. Because I think that if we pay attention to it um, and start start making decisions at a community level, um, at a you know county level, and at a state level, I think we you know will be able to take advantage of of a shift that I I don't think is going to change. You can read more about the demographic and economic impact of Vermont's COVID newcomers at vtdigger.org and find all of our COVID-19 coverage in one place at vtdigger.org slash coronavirus. You're listening to The Deeper Dig, a weekly podcast from the VT Digger newsroom. Search for it and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll get new episodes as soon as they land. We use music this week by Blue Dot Sessions. Special thanks this week to Richard Watts and the UVM Center for Research on Vermont. We're taking a couple weeks off from producing new episodes, but we'll be back in July with more stories from the Digger newsroom. See you then.